0: Good morning, I'm Jake Sherman, and welcome to the Daily Punch, brought to you by Punch Bowl News. It is Thursday, December 23rd, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines for the day. Number one, two important bulletins at the top of the day. Number two, $10 million against Joe Manchin in 2021. And number three, the January 6th committee seeks information from Jim Jordan. Let's get into the mix. There are two big stories at the top of this morning and the top of this morning's punch bowl News. One, the Supreme Court will hear arguments on January 7th on Joe Biden's vaccinate or test policy for big businesses. Now, this is obviously huge. This is a uh, Joe Biden's policy that businesses over with more than 100 uh, employees have to either be fully vaccinated or wear masks and tests test, rather, every day. Uh, The AP puts it this way. A three-judge panel in the 6th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in Cincinnati ruled 2-1 on Friday that vaccine or test regime for workers at large companies could take effect. The plan requires workers at larger companies to be vaccinated or wear face masks and get tested weekly. The requirement could affect some 84 million U.S. workers. Now, um, this has been challenged, and the high court will also hear arguments over a rule November 5th by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid that applies to a wide range of health care providers that receive federal Medicare or Medicaid funding. It requires their workers to receive the first dose of the vaccine by December 6th and be fully vaccinated by January 4th. It was projected to affect more than 17 million workers and 76,000 health care facilities. Now, a few interesting things here to us. Uh, number one. This is a special session of the Supreme Court. January 7th is only, you know, a couple days away, not a couple days, but several days away, two weeks away. Um, So this is going to be uh, some uh, early 2022 action at the Supreme Court. It signals to a lot of the Supreme Court watchers that uh, quite clearly the Supreme Court is interested in getting this cleared out or getting this heard uh, with speed. Um, So we have to imagine that this will be at least obviously it'll be heard on January 7th and presumably it'll be solved shortly after that. Number two. In this subcategory of the top headlines of the day, more members of Congress have COVID num- number one. And perhaps most importantly, House Majority Whip Jim Clyburn, the number three House Democrat from South Carolina, al- announced late Wednesday that he has COVID. Clyburn is 81. He had an inconclusive test before his granddaughter's wedding, missed the wedding and ended up testing positive. He didn't receive his results for 56 hours. Quite honestly, that's shocking. Um Because uh, uh, most places these days get you, uh, you could find PCR tests that get back in 24 hours or less. Um, In D.C., there are places you could pay to get it back in in one hour. Um, Now, listen, Clyburn is the chair of the Coronavirus Select Committee. So you got to imagine that he's going to have some questions about not receiving his results for 56 hours. Clyburn is, uh, he's very senior. Um, He's very senior in the House Democratic leadership. Uh, He says he's asymptomatic as of now. Jan Schakowsky, 77-year-old Democrat from Illinois, announced she and her husband have tested positive. Now, again, we've said this in the last couple of days, but we're lucky that Congress is out of session right now because Omicron is spreading, obviously, quite quickly, even though it's not, uh, studies are continually showing, continuously showing that the Omicron variant is not as uh, severe, but it's definitely quite transmissible. So we're lucky that Congress is out of session. The Senate's out until January 3rd, the House until January 10th. Number two story of the day, the millions against Joe Manchin. Now, uh, we love using congressional recess to kind of uh, uh, dig into public records, dig into things that we otherwise don't have time to dig into. And there has been $10 million spent on West Virginia broadcast cable and satellite TV and radio directly targeting Joe Manchin. Now, we did not, um, we didn't include ads that were like kind of, targeting mansion we only included ads that were targeting mansion directly they were targeting him on everything the bbb nominations voting rights filibuster everything now ten million is a lot of dough it's a lot of dough in a state like um west virginia especially in an off year i mean they pressured him on again on things like the for the people act david chipman's nomination as atf director the freedom to vote act paid leave medical leave child care home care rising inflation and more we have an interesting kind of rundown in punchable news this morning um of all of uh, kind of a selection of some of the ads now this is what max cohen our our um one of our reporters found in in some of these ads that um these ads are playing to Manchin's vanity. Uh, they are trying the conservatives gush over his uh, stance against his party, frequent stance against his party, and and uh, the left gushes over Manchin's knack for being bipartisan. Um, so... I suggest you go to Punchbowl News this morning to, to the AM edition, our only edition this, today, um, to check out what we found, check out some of the ads we found. It, it's really interesting stuff, and uh, it shows just kind of the wide range of pressure that Manchin has. Number three story of the day. Now, this is interesting. The select committee investigating the January 6th attacks on the Capitol has uh, asked Jim Jordan for information. So this is not a subpoena. Uh, The letter says we write to seek your voluntary cooperation in advancing our investigation. Uh, Jordan has said time and time again he spoke to Trump on January 6th. Um, Now, uh, the letter says we understand you had at least one and possibly multiple conversations with President Trump on January 6th. We'd like to discuss each such communication with you in detail, and we also wish to inquire about any communication you had January 5th or 6th with those in the Willard War Room, the Trump legal team, the White House personnel and others involved in organizing or planning the action strategies for January 6th. Uh, they asked to speak with him January 3rd or 4th uh, or during the week of January 10th. Um, if, it were pref- if it would be preferable to hold this meeting with you in your district, we would be glad to explore travel arrangements to facilitate that option. Now, interestingly enough, Jordan, uh, speaking on Fox News last night, seemed to say he was just looking at the letter. uh, It's important to note this is not a subpoena, and this is the second such um, request for cooperation, let's say, from the committee to a House Republican in recent days they also asked to talk to Scott Perry of Pennsylvania another close ally of Trump close ally of Mark Meadows um and of course Jim Jordan's a close ally and friend of Mark Meadows so um they are the it's fair to say the committee is digging in a bit deeper when it comes to uh Republican members of Congress which to be honest is quite interesting um now, will they subpoena Jordan and, and Perry if they don't cooperate? We'll have to see. Um, subpoenaing a member of Congress by uh, the subpoena of a member of Congress by a congressional committee is, let's say, quite interesting uh, uh, and would be uh, an interesting twist. And we, frankly, we expect that if, if they don't cooperate, um, we expect that they'll have to be subpoenaed. And that will be a big uptick in the investigation. Now, you have to remember, and I, I kind of say this on TV a lot. What's interesting to us is not only the subpoenas, but the people who are cooperating that have not been subpoenaed. So uh, you have to imagine that that Benny Thompson and Liz Cheney, the I guess Cheney's the vice chair of this committee, Thompson's the chair, um, that they are uh, asking for information that in many cases they know the answer to. They know some of these communications. They know what some of these people were up to because they have um, they have a lot of they have the data. They have people who are cooperating. They have people who have kind of mapped out the um, the uh, communication and the actions from January 6th. So we'll have to see in the coming days what, in the coming weeks, frankly, what um, what the committee does vis-a-vis subpoenas. And with that, leave us a rating and review. You could subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.